Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Julie Hayden, Chuck Bonniewell here with you, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up. Show brought to you by Rocky Mountain, uh, Mountain West Wellness, that is, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Tiger, our dog, is here. No, she's not filling in. And Chuck is on his way down. He's been, we're going to give you a complete rundown on um, the big meeting and the vote on Saturday. He's been on the phone all morning and early afternoon, kind of planning Plan B. Um, but to kind of just launch right into it. So on Saturday, we talked about it a lot last week, um, and there's been a lot of media coverage of the so-called Bonniewell Amendment. On Saturday, there was a big vote of the Colorado Republican Party uh, Central Committee. Basically, that's about 400 people who are voted on in their precincts and things like that. And one of that they elected, and we had interviews with everybody, a vice chair, um, and they also then voted on several amendments, including the so-called Bonniewell Amendment. Chuck, I was just saying, you've been (laughs) on the phone with everybody all day. So um, we'll talk. We'll talk about things in order. Um, I had to save some kids who were drowning in the pool. Yeah. And so luckily, I've saved them and managed to be here. Right on time. Right on time. So it's it's a good deal. So the the Bonnewell Amendment did not pass. Um, but it, well, the, it, well, yeah. it got a majority. The headlines are misleading, right? right? The headlines when you read it say soundly defeated. It was like, no, it actually got a majority. It yes. just did not get the two-thirds majority required um, to, to to pass as a new bylaw, basically, right? right? right. And so, and I think and Sandra was saying it was 33 votes short. Um, a few more than that. A little more than that. But, but, but it did, I'll let Chuck explain, but just... I think if for number one, um, Chuck, and you can explain this. You, you and you were kind of sure that it was not going to get the two thirds majority anyway. But more well, I, I, here's right. what I can say: it's almost impossible to get two thirds when you have an active opposition that is funded by the Rhino establishment money. I mean, getting two thirds of the time is extremely tough with with you know active opposition. Uh, but I was surprised. Um, we won 55 percent of the of, of the vote of the people there. We probably had two thirds of the people or more. Unfortunately, uh, my good friend Ben made a call for a uh, uh, well, it, it's sort of a vote, which was supposed to be a vote of each members. But the way the bylaws said it was just done by the counties. We learned something by that. But a lot of the people left, they, and the left, the rhinos, had done a huge job on getting proxies. And they used the college Republicans um, in one of the more cynical displays I've ever seen uh, to gather proxies. Say, hey, we can get you a proxy holder. We can do that. But they didn't indicate they'd come out against the proposition ahead of time. I mean, the college Republicans are, are really just a, a bought and paid for well, rhino group. I mean, Sangenberger came up through there. Not that I don't mean to, you know, we know Jimmy, but I mean, he was a college Republican. That's a Phil Anschutz funded organization. So here's what the good news is. Number one, 
you know, Chuck has already using this as an excuse to sit in the recliner and drink vodka to come up with plan B. More brilliant ideas. That's where I get my very best ideas. Late at night, <laughs> swigging vodka, and then all the brain cells. No, they're, mean, they're probably you've had better illicit drugs for having brain deal, good brain deals and alcohol. Magic mushrooms. But, well, you know. cocaine is, is one that works pretty LSD. well, or not LSD. But no, no. I'm, 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 not that I know that that's the case. But. One of the... Um, but you already had, I mean, you've had plan B's and C's in the works. And a few things happened that I think are very good. Number one, kind of like Donald Trump, this whole Bonnie Wall Amendment, um, I don't think it was the intent of it, but it forced people to take sides yes. and to reveal yes. who the real rhinos were. Right. So all of the people have been happily saying, theoretically, they support the opt-out and blah, blah, blah. Well, if they voted against the Bonnie Will Amendment, they're, not for, opting they're not for opting out. And what this did is exposed, it exposed the counties where we have a lot yes. of support, yes. being the grassroots and the counties where we need to work and the counties that we can just forget about. It exposed the people. It exposed the lengths to which the rhinos are willing to go and the establishment, yes. the, 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 the well, lengths. I think we can call them rhino establishment. Right. The rhino establishment was willing to go to defeat this, to make sure that the Democrats can continue meddling control, in our own. Well, can continue control. You can keep people nominating like Joe Day, who hated Trump and is right. pro Roe v. Wade and, and against everything else Republicans stand for. Well, something, so the Colorado Sun and Jesse Paul, I think in general, is a good reporter. And it was a pretty fierce story. But the heaven was they reject a proposal to allow affili- unaffiliated voters to help elect Republican candidates. Help. Like saying, help. <laughs> like saying Denver, gender affirming care. Gender, no, Denver Broncos reject a plea by the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> to, to help, help them, them select their starting quarterback. We don't need the unaffiliated's help selecting a Republican. Republican candidates. We Republicans are perfectly capable of selecting our own candidates ourselves. But again, what this did is it revealed um, number one, you did get a majority, which yes, is could incredible. be helpful for the lawsuit, right? So the majority of the people there. Well, not, it's just not a majority of people there because the because the, uh, uh, even with all the proxies and proxies because the college rhino Republicans um, uh, gathered so many. I mean, half the half the votes were by proxy. Half the votes. Here's what they were doing. They were doing because we received intelligence on this. What they were doing, the college. So there's roughly 420 some, 437. Four or five, I think it's Was the number of people there, and so they had that list, and they were going through, and they were calling. And they didn't call you, but they they were calling. They people. called Ben Nichols. They called other people. They called pretty much every name on that list. And what they were doing was telling them that they could, if they weren't going to be able to make it, they could send them to a website and with an email, a website with an email link, basically, right. where they could they could sign the proxy right. and then somebody they right. would be somebody would be assigned to carry it right right um and as you said so apparently they weren't indicating how they were going to vote though right no no, no. So they were just saying, you just need your... somebody to carry your thing we're the college republicans you can trust us, can right? trust us. so but but keep in mind somebody was paying for that right somewhere that's being paid for guess had, who <laughs> yeah we had the flyers that were being sent out there were people there sort of joy overback jan cook vote no vote no out there standing waving pom-poms a concerted and effort. As, as uh, I think George Brockler calls them, known conservatives, Jan Cook and <laughs> Joy Overbeck. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so on the, uh, although the Bonnie Mill Amendment then, like, again, it got the majority, but it did not get the two thirds majority needed to pass. I think the very good news out of that is that it got the majority. And I think yes. there was a clear sense in the room of where the majority of people yes. were. 
right? And on the other hand, we now know how far they're willing to go, really very far, how much they're they're willing to spend money on this. And expose them like Barb Kirkmeyer, who wants to get rid of caucuses altogether and probably the Republican Party altogether, got got down there screaming and shouting that we couldn't have the vote and so forth. So it was it was a really interesting one. I mean, Weld County is now Rhino County. Um, the other main Rhino County was Mesa because their former chair has always been a Rhino, and and uh, so so those are the two main uh, Rhino counties. Um, there were some great ones. Jefferson did tremendously. Um, grassroots. Grassroots did tremendously. That's under Nancy Pelosi. The new chair. Well, we the, don't know which way Nancy oh, was going. Well, okay, all right. <laughs> um, hopefully, she did what she promised. I guess we'll find out. Um, and and uh, so it was. It was fascinating. Rapo County was was slightly against us, but that was good because their chair is is part of the Rhino establishment, um, and so uh, it really exposed the Rhino establishment. Um, and of course, somebody asked you, George Brocker. Uh, show up in person to vote he didn't have a vote he didn't have a vote right um you know he he <laughs> he, had he, he was a, sort of their poster child for arguing against it because yeah. it's reasonably sounds reasonable he's a bright intelligent likable guy and he's willing to go but he know. also works for advanced colorado which is funded by phil anschutz i right. mean they're all rhinos yeah. i mean you know i mean hopefully Someday we're, you know, it's really between the rhinos and the and the MAGA crowd. Really, when you get down to it, it's right. the rhinos and the MAGA crowd, and and MAGA grassroots crowd, and and so that's who it is. And now we know, you know, the more we can get out and and uh, well, is, yeah. is, uh, somebody asks, is is advanced Colorado KBB one? Yeah, yes. she was doing actually KBB yeah. was doing a Twitter thing. I think it was for. I mean, you know, school choice, which I, everybody was for school choice yeah. with Advanced Colorado, and the Advanced Colorado was in the background. But so well, yeah. all, all the you know what the rhinos do is they hide behind a cause. They've always done this. They hide around a cause that is important to conservatives, and they say, "Well, we got to do this." Uh, every rhino I've ever met um, in recent years says, "I'm totally for the Second Amendment. I'm totally for you know, I'll go out and fight." And that's what they do. They hide behind that because no Republican's going to disagree with them. And it seems to give them the bona fides. People go, oh, great. You're for the right. Second Amendment mm-hmm. and so forth. Yeah, I'm also for Joe Biden and, and right. uh, everything else. So we've, we've got a real uh, identification thing. And we are going to expose who's on the MAGA side. And the MAGA side always raise your hands. You you're a MAGA. You go, I yeah, know. I am a MAGA. And you go, you're a rhino. No, don't call me a rhino. That's not fair. That's yeah. not okay. And Sandra is asking, can somebody look at the list? So here's the way that they had to do it according to the bylaws is people that what they did is they separated when they did a roll call vote, they separated into everybody had to separate into the counties. So all you had was a county total. So the counties know how each individual person voted. Well, you just said yes or no, too. but right. But it, oh. it was, and, and people like even Underwood for our county, you know, just pretended he had a proxy, an oral proxy. Um, and so that was the, so at least we know they'll cheat every way, every way they possibly can to cheat. Um, and so, the, and, and again, and that's the good news. I mean, it was sort of like Donald Trump, Trump, four years of Donald Trump presidency distilled into about a month period here in yes, Colorado yes. where people debated this. And so once you kind of know who the adversary is, that yeah. makes it a lot easier, it right? They, they, people can't. Well, once again, people 
proudly say I'm grassroots. And there are people who are not grassroots who will tell you they're grassroots. Um, nobody will say they're part of the establishment and they will not say they're rhino establishment. Right. But, but, but you, you know, judge them, yeah, judge them by their actions. Right. And, and that one, we know Mesa, most of Mesa County and most of, uh, Weld County. Weld County was captured by all the money from, um, Murdoch's, uh, Kathleen Murdoch. Kathleen Murdoch, who's a far left. Um, and so we really got to identify who is who. And we've, st- and, and so here's the thing. So the next step, and then we'll get in the vice chair in a second. So, um, the, the next, well, back to, again, the thing is, as is, is Chuck, you're saying, people don't, it's kind of like with Donald Trump, right? It's like Mike Pence is like, oh, I support Donald Trump. And it's yeah. like, you don't testify against him, right? It's all, right. you hear that. And so people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I support the grassroots. Yeah, but I voted against the Bonneville Amendment. But right. like that's, you're not grassroots. You're not grassroots then. You can't. And, and, and you're not, and you're not a true and Republican. we now know where those people are. And we yeah. now know who you can trust and who you can't trust. Right. And I mean, you run on the phone all morning right. with, with party right. leadership discussing yeah. the next step because yeah. here, Here's what happens. The actual opt-out vote, what you explain, there's another meeting coming up. So we've got time here. September 30th. And and I think they're going to have an announcement of a great person coming to address everybody on the 29th. Um, so September 30th is the actual. So this was just sort of a bylaws meeting and and so on September 30th, there's going to be another general meeting of all these people. And among other things, I think one of the things they'll be voting on is this motion, I guess, a resolution or whatever you call it, to, to opt out of the open primary. Right. So there is a ton of things that can and are being done that started this morning. I mean, you guys didn't stop at all. I think everybody rested over the weekend. You played golf. Um, um, we played golf um, and back at work. And, and again, it's easier now because, you know, we know, I mean, so if they have people calling for proxies, we can have people calling for proxies um, and we'll be honest about it. Right? right. If they have people sending out flyers or if they have people planting stories, we're going to be able to do similar kinds of things as uh, well. So do not give up. Right. Yes. Do, do not give up and don't let, let the donors and the, petition gatherers uh, win. Um, they're, they're starting to lose. They're starting to lose. Uh, they, they could only get 55%, only 45%, right. even with all their crooked proxies. Well, exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Then this again from from Charlene, Republicans in name, Democrats in deed, written yeah. kids. Yeah, and then Charlene, we'll need your help because we can't call the next brilliant plan from Chuck the Bonneville Amendment no. because it'll be confusing to people. No, we're we're we, going to we, have to come up with another name. Well, and and we'll get other uh, banner carriers. I mean, I, I was happy to take all the slings and all the accusations of being immoral and a Stalinist and a communist and and every other word. I mean, I was how do you be a fascist communist? But I guess uh, they figured that out. Um, but I think I think, you know, but I think historically, that's, historically, that's but difficult. but but we need you know other other people who I'll help and everything else well, be the face of, of and, once. And, it's fun being the face, uh, but you, you got to like to be criticized. <laughs> and I have to say, had an enormous number of wonderful people come up and thank me for taking this on, and and so that really makes you go on when when you right. got all these people. God, thank God for you did that. We really appreciate you. Well, and then and I don't know. I think I saw Peg Cage coming come into the waiting room. Peg, are you there? And I don't mean to. You didn't know I was going to pick her out. Yeah, I didn't know. You didn't know I was going to do this. But if well, you Peg, ever, because Peg I want to talk about what she did, which is amazing. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just great stuff. Are you there, Peg? Or I'm trying to find the uh, new button. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. 
like, I know you didn't. That's what happens. We see you in there. And then called out. Has who has long been the the voter integrity go to person in Colorado was in charge of counting the ballots. And we didn't use electronic means. We did the old fashioned way. There's no Dominion machines, the old fashioned way. You had to have several ballot, you know, I mean, they voted a couple of times. And we got it all done. And lo and behold, Peg, you got it all done and it was done accurately. Why don't you tell folks, if you don't, if you don't come on camera, that's cool. Why don't you tell folks what you did and just why and how it was so successful? Because this is a lesson for all Republicans, I think. Oh, it is. And, and thank you guys. Um, it was really a good thing that we had the paper ballots this time because the credentialing didn't work out as well as we hoped it would. So we ended up with less people credentialed than ballots. And if we hadn't had the paper ballots to keep counting, they would have said, well, you guys messed up, you know, and uh, so I don't know what they would have done, but we were able to go through and count the ballots and say, hey, we got a problem. So it took a little bit longer next time because we had that credentialing to the ballot drop off that time. And we found out, sure enough, we had we had the right number of ballots and we ended up with the uh, right number of paper with the right number of credentialed voters the second time. And so. It worked really well. It did. And why don't you just kind of briefly explain how you did it? Because this, it's, you did it the same way, I think, in CD8 when we had the right. vote. We had the problem with these awful fractional votes. Right. But yeah, that's, go. that's a whole, that's, that's really. That, that deal's got to go. That's, that's into the weeds. But but explain how you did it. I mean, because everybody could see there was no secret room. There were no, no, no uh-huh. like dark covered boxes that no one could see into. So explain a little bit how you did it. So Dave let us have the teller committee right up on the stage like we did in CD8. We had ballot boxes that were perfectly clear. We split up in teams and each team made sure that everybody that put a ballot in there was was qualified to vote. And we had another person with a clipboard and we just ticked off. Whenever somebody put a ballot in there, we took off the number of ballots put in the box. We took them up and then we put the number of ballots put in the box on the top of the sheet. And we had tally sheets that we could just go through and put a a tick for every ballot that was there. And yes, we had the half and and the third votes, which was kind of a mess, but... We did it, and we were able to then just count the number of ticks and make sure that we had the same amount of ticks that we had number of ballots put in there, and then calculate the fractions and come up with the total. So it was it was really good. A lot of people really thought that it worked very well. It's repeatable. You don't need electronics. So hopefully if we go to the assembly like we would like for for our um right. yeah, yeah instead of going into an open primary if we are able to have that uh, assembly we can do paper ballots throughout the state 
Right. Well, and I think, and you know, and, and not only that, but people all, the argument against it, even though we always did it this way before, was always, oh, it takes too long. It takes too long. You're going to done, right? I mean, it, it, you're, you're, you're not sitting there still counting the ballots and finding <laughs> some that were hidden <laughs> under seats and, and things like that, right? You kind of, there's a bit of a wait, but then other business can be conducted. So, I mean, there's I have to Donald Trump and, uh, <laughs> there you go. and Ron DeSantis all came back and Trump announced Dave Williams is one of his great friends in life. And Dave's going, all right. So, no, no. Yeah. so it, Julia, it would have taken a lot less time had we not found the problem. But we found the problem. And right. We figured out what it was and we worked with it. And it would have taken a whole lot less time had we not do it. And I'll just suggest that next time, rather than handing out a bunch of ballots to whoever comes in, mm -hmm. that when you go to vote, I hand you your ballot and you're checked off of the credentials list. And that way we don't have extra ballots hanging out. Right, right. right. Well, Peg, yeah, thank you. I know you weren't counting on oh. being on here, but thank you for coming on and explaining. I just wanted to say, I mean, everything I've heard, it was just an amazing job what you guys did. And it's yeah. not easy, no. but you did it and you made it look no. easy. So thank you. Thank you, Julie. Thanks, Chuck. And okay, Peg. <laughs> we'll get her done. Thank you. That's right. Well, and, and, you know, they'll be there for the set. Hopefully they'll do it for the September 30th thing too. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, okay. So then uh, the other thing that happened is, and we had all the candidates here, Hope Shuffleman um, won the vice chair race. Over, yeah. I mean, it. what happened is, and you can explain this a little bit more, but um, all the other, Stu and Aaron Wood, and that kind of surprised me through their votes. Stu didn't. Stu, we knew it, but, but Aaron did. That was a shock. To yeah. So people. it was kind of hope against Todd. Yeah. And, and and then they all the other ones threw it to hope. Um, now she describes herself as on the show as part establishment and part grassroots. Um, so we'll see, I guess. Well, and she also indicated she supported opting out. Well, that's right. And so we hope she does. A, a, she's got. She says she's going to devote full time to this. So to to being a vice chair. So ho I hope Dave appoints her to do full time for the opt out. Right. You know, and. Impression, and I don't know all of the ins and outs. And so, I mean, I'm sure some people say, no, Julie, there's things you don't know. But I would just say from having had her on the show, from having um, talked to her during the candidate forum, um, I think we had a bunch of all of the candidates in their own way were good. Some That's I like fun. better than others. Um, you always do. Yeah, you always do. But I, I think um, she seems to be very organized. You know, she described herself as kind of being in the middle, which makes me suspicious because... <laughs> Grassroots people never describe themselves as being in the middle, but the others do. But so. she's vice chair, so yeah, she's vice chair, and yeah, and and the thing is, is the vice chair basically does works sort of a, not that the pleasure, but does what the chair. Yeah, that's the job description. Right when he's out of town, she she's in charge. But other than that, she does what the chair requests her to do. So, is somebody wanting to comment there? I thought I heard somebody. No. Um, oh, can you hear? Can you hear me, Julie? Charlene, yeah, we can. Okay. Well, I'm just want to say, you know, that's the old trick. Well, the new trick that uh, they flood the race with a uh, lots of uh, middle of the road. So they say they're actually rendeds and they flood the race with them. And then when it's time, they pull out and give their votes to the middle of the road. So, no, she is not going to help with that effort at all. She is going to be well, sitting in there. 
Well, I know you can't, I know you, y'all can't say anything, but I just always like to, you know, have my premonitions come true. And so I I start, you know, I start saying them out loud so I can get credit for it. But, but I mean, she's basically going to be in there working to make sure it doesn't happen. So I would not give her any authority or any power because for them to all pull out and get behind her, that was the plan because otherwise Todd Watkins would have won and he is the real grassroots. Right. That's just my opinion. Y'all did a great job. Sandra says, don't forget that Eric Audlin, uh, Stabbed everybody in the back. So. Yeah, 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 that's exactly. Well, so, yeah. You know, now, you know, Eric is saying, no, no, I'm not establishment. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I think that there has been, let me just say this way, there were kind of rumors rumbling around, Charlene, that you were absolutely correct, that she was sort of the. Oh, yeah, uh, so obvious because. It was designated, uh, yeah, by the. Yeah, so she was chance, the one that were off, that, but oh. y'all give her a chance and and that's great. I, I like the way y'all were talking very optimistic and that's good, but I don't I don't have to talk optimistic. We'll I, I don't live I don't live uh, there. As a practical matter too, is she, she does not really have I mean she can she can be meddlesome if she chooses to be, but like like Dave Williams isn't used to that, right? Um but she doesn't really have any power. So if, if Dave asks her to do something and she refuses, and to, do she refuses to do it, then he could be like oh, no, right, I mean I wouldn't give her any power because once she gets it and runs with it, then you're going to have a hard time cutting her off. And this is so going to be my say, say, there's your office over there and here's just some crayons. You know, well, she, yeah, li- yeah. she lives in Durango or outside of Durango, I think. Um, in she, she where, where, where in Durango? What county is Durango in? She lives in the Western Slope. I, know I think she, she's yeah, from Plata. Plata County. Yeah, I mean, we've learned about infiltrators enough. I mean, we should know, you know, that unless they're really well, speaking loud. Loud. The loud. But here's the question, Charlotte. I'm going to. I'm going to add you are. Okay. Thanks a lot, y'all. Great job. I also kind of would not be, I'm not even going to say kind of, I would not be surprised at all if Hope ends up running for chair. Well, she will, but, 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 you know, she's going to be given an important task. I hope, Uh, you know, I don't know. On the other other thing too, then, because we wanted to get to other stuff here too in a few minutes, but there was, and I'll let you ask this too. And we've been talking about this and we're going to have Ash Epp on again to run through the financial shenanigans that were going on. But Tom Tom Bjorklund, um, the treasurer ran through, I mean, it's Dave promise. He said, I will, you know, once we have all our ducks in a row, there've been a lot of pressure on Dave to go ahead and do this. And he was like, we need to do it right. And so they, they, they did reveal and, and shenanigans is probably too kind of a word, but why don't you explain some of the things that? Well, I, you know, we'll go over with with, with Ash Ash detail and so on Wednesday, but giving themselves bonuses but not paying the rent, um, using uh, FedEx for personal uses or for other campaigns they're working on um, to uh, filing filing false FEC reports for a decade. I mean, it's just. Well, and paying before they left health insurance plans yeah, and quitting, like but that. making sure they got it and keeping out one. So I think, I think, um, I think well, it's it seems gonna... like there were people using it sort of as their own personal slush fund. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, they weren't using it to, to, yes. to advance Colorado Republican yes. interests or Colorado Republican candidates. They were using yes. the donations that came in as a personal slush fund that is gone. Now those people are gone. Um, and I know Dave has got to now launch fundraising things, but again, we'll have Ash um, was working on a report on this. And so she'll have more on it, but were you surprised by it? I mean, well, I'm on part of the executive committee, so I've heard this kind of coming in, but I'd never heard it all put together. And and I get no, a PowerPoint presentation, yeah, right? And and no matter how much um you know, you know this is just the tip of the iceberg. 
Right. Uh, what you discover is just the easy stuff, all the stuff they were more tricky about hiding. Well, they had on. numerous checking accounts for nobody yes. knew what, yes. right? Uh, yeah, and here, this is um, from um, Sandra. Yeah, this is true, too. S- three storage sheds with nothing in them but paying for them. Yeah, there was just stuff. It was clear that they, I think it's fair to say they were not, when they were spending money on actual Republican Party stuff, they did not appear to be good stewards of right. that money, right? right? So, um, So we'll have more on that. So all in all, I think, and again, even though I'm always optimistic, I, I'm not just being optimistic this time. I think, as you said, you would have been stunned if you actually got two thirds because that's incredibly difficult. But what we do know now, and the war is not over, right? right? And what we do know now is what their tactics are, who they are, and and again, there've been already meetings on how to. Uh, we probably shouldn't say that, but and how to fight. But I guess that won't be a shock to them. But how to fight back? Yeah, right? I'm sure they're meeting too. So and and you've had had a plan B and a plan C in the back of your head always anyway, right? You got, you got to. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you have to because these guys are tricky. So and and again to go back, the reason the opt out vote is necessary is for the lawsuit. The um the the judge indicated that one of the reasons he rejected it the first time around is that the party um, did not officially support it. And so they need that official support, right? Right. right. Um, but now let me ask you this, the son, because I get confused on this. Didn't though, they had a vote where the party, this is before, they didn't officially get involved, but didn't they have a vote where people did support opting out? No, they had a report to file litigation. Oh, to file litigation. Okay. That was, that was unanimous or almost. Okay. Unanimous. Well, and that's a funny thing. When this you read the news articles, they mentioned that they didn't vote to opt out, but they always leave out the fact that they unanimously elected to pursue right. the, the lawsuit because they want to give the impression that the Republicans are not in favor of this. No Republicans are in favor of this. So um, with the grassroots in charge, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe they thought we would just give up and say, oh, well, and go away. But that's not going to happen, guys. No, that's not going to happen. That is not good. Okay. Well, okay. First, first part of our show. Let's go to talk about some stuff going on. Speaking of shenanigans, um, I don't know. Let me get my notebook out here. So there, even political had to say this. So Judge um, Eileen Cannon, she's the uh, in the Southern District of Florida, who was a Trump appointed judge, basically delivered some blows. That's Politico's words to Jack Smith in the documents case against Donald Trump. Um, and what I think apparently some people, the people who follow this closely already knew it. But one of the things that she suggested is there has been an abuse of the grand jury proceedings by Jack Smith and basically suggested Trump, suggested Trump and his attorneys file some kind of complaint about that. She openly raised a question of, is it even legal, Jack Smith, what you're doing? And what happened was um, the Jack Smith apparently did most. The, so the document case is filed in Florida, right, against Donald Trump. Um, but most of the work and the grand jury investigation was done in Washington, D.C., with the crooked Washington, D.C. judge, with the rigged Washington, D.C. grand jury. And then once they did all that work, apparently what Jack Smith did is that's when he transferred the case to Florida. But all he presented to the grand jury and the judge in there Florida, yeah. in Florida was roughly a summation right. of what the grand jury in D.C. Right. did what they were told to do, right? So they had no idea about all this other stuff that was going on. And the judge said, how can you use... And, and, and is continuing to do and that. It's continuing to do that. So the judge issued this ruling, number one, telling him, no, we're not going to keep sealed all this stuff that you want sealed. Oh, 
well, they want everything secret. They want, they want all the secret. witnesses, all everything else, everything sealed. Secret, secret, secret. It's like, and what's secret? You know, so, and, and the, the judge is like, no. Um, and then in the meantime, she said, how can you, is it legal for you to be using the work of a grand jury outside of this district to indict somebody in this district? And, and continuing. Continue, and continue to investigate it. And, and I mean, I'm sure to her, the answer is No. Right. She's a judge. Right. And and again, she apparently was suggesting that Trump and his attorney filed an abuse of the grand jury proceeding. So if we could please, Thomas, play the grand jury shenanigans soundbite. This is a former um, prosecutor on a show with Mark Levin. But there's a lot of shenanigans in terms of grand jury usage. You know, you don't do a grand jury investigation for a year only to move it to another district unless there's more to the story. I'm concerned that some of those abusive behaviors we talked about played out in front of the grand jury in D.C. And so what Florida got was a much sanitized version of uh, what was presented over the course of a year in D.C. Start an investigation in a grand jury in one place and move it to another, which violates the rules of the Department of Justice. But there's a lot of reasons you can do that if you're really a sleazy prosecutor, including you feel you can get a better grand jury from your perspective in Washington, D.C. than in Florida. You're making a point, I'm reading between the lines here, that a lot of stuff took place in that grand jury in Washington, D.C., that the grand jury and the judge in Florida can't possibly know about. You talked about sanitizing that process. I assume some of that, I'm guessing, has to do with attorney-client privilege information and so forth. The reason I'm saying that is past people I have talked to that have faced this man, Smith, say that's exactly what he does. He pierces attorney-client privilege by hook or by crook, gets it in front of the grand jury. It's used in front of the grand jury. And now in this case, he's moved it to another grand jury. And so the grand jury in Florida and the judge in Florida don't know anything about it unless Trump's lawyers are good enough to raise it with them. Is that your point? Yeah, I think that's right. I, again, I think there's a lot to be looked into. Of course, the grand jury proceedings in general are one-sided, right? The old saying about the grand jury will indict a ham sandwich if, if a prosecutor asks them to. We understand that. We're not pretending that the grand jury should be like a full-blown trial. It's not. But when judges make historic decisions based on ex parte submissions, in other words, one-sided submissions that defense attorneys don't get to even challenge, uh, to make history, and then, by the way, to avoid all appeals by rushing the witnesses in the grand jury right after they get the friendly ruling, I mean, all of that smells rotten to me. <laughs> and there's a good reason for that. That's because it, it was rotten. Because it was rotten. Now, again, keep in mind, I mean, Jack Smith does this kind of stuff all the time and he gets his cases thrown out, right? Right. Sandra isn't Weston Eimer, the head of the Young Republicans. No, this no, is no, no, no. Wes Eimer, who was a good guy, Wes Eimer is, um, was asked by the RNC. So he's with the Republican National he's Committee. Not, he's not even in college right now. Yeah, the Re- Republican National Committee. Repu- good question, Sandra. Now, this college Republicans, I think Jimmy Sennenberger, I mean, he's not in college anymore either, but years ago was with them. And I believe that it is a group funded uh, to a great extent by Phil Anschutz. Um, and it's a, it's a college Republicans. Um, um, but with the, with the Trump thing, you know, again, I think we have to it's always good to remind ourselves of how rotten the system is. But we also always have to keep in mind that they don't care. Right. Jack Smith. I mean, what do you make of the whole thing? Well, Jack Smith's about a dirty prosecutor as you can get. And he did everything he could in Washington. And, and somebody was suggesting that you should be entitled to be um, 
prosecuted in your own jurisdiction, not everything brought to Washington, D.C., and I think that's really true. I mean, this idea of Washington, D.C. is the they can do whatever they want, and their kangaroo uh, courts there is really disgraceful. Why do you think, though, why did he move it to Florida, just so he didn't have, because he, he's continuing to investigate the January 6th stuff in Washington, D.C. Is that well, just that he... Well, I'm sure he's hoping for somebody, a good, a better judge in his mind than, than Cannon, um, and they want to kind of tie uh, Trump up all over the country. So Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, I think this is a concerted effort to, one, help make Trump run out of money. I mean, because I think they're going to be uh, charges he, in Florida. He, he no, he won't. But I mean, but to spend money, right, and energy. I think that because there's probably going to be charges in Florida that are going to be equally bogus. I mean, and they're all bogus. So I think, again, you don't want to get too lost in the weeds. I know Jonathan Turley and all these people, and it's important to look at the merits of the case, don't you think? Right. Um, but on the other hand, to keep in mind, they don't care about the merits of the case, right? They, they, they want to find juries that will do what they want them to do and a judge that will do what they want them yeah. to do. Um, Sandra says... Um... Well, maybe it's Donna. There are a lot of movers and shakers in Weld County. Well, the movers and shakers that took over um, were um, Sherry Fife from the Independence Institute um, and Barbara Kirkmeyer. And they have, by hook or by crook, taken over Weld County because there are a lot of conservatives. Yeah. El County. It's not, it wasn't normally a Rhino County. Well, I, will go, I guess because people want to, we'll go back to that because I also have a text from um, somebody I want to read too. I think, um, keep in mind, Barbara Kirkmar, she wants to get rid of the whole caucus yes. assembly system Probably anyway, get right? get rid of the Republican Party if she could. I mean, she introduced legislation for that, yes, right? Yes. To get rid of that. So they don't, they don't, they not only do they not want us, does Barbara Kirkmar and her group not want us to opt out, they, they don't want us to have a vote in the first place, right? right? right. They just wanted to go ahead and do that. Um, um, so if somebody was saying, and this is true too, I got a text and I, I won't say your name because I don't know if you want me to, but so did Eli Bremer, that is, and Evan from Adams County. And all their, this is his words, commie buddies all take the same class or read the same book lately. They appear to be coordinated on trying to spin labels. Now, every post they make, they refer to themselves as grassroots and refer to <laughs> us as established mobile yeah. progressives. That's right, Chuck. That's you right. establishment yeah. progressive. You yeah. establishment progressive. They're so tricky. Can't yeah. fool them. <laughs> um, from Dr. Donna, young Republicans in the establishment now from Weld. Um Let's see. Okay, back to Jam from Charlene. Because I, I, I do want to talk about that stuff, that, that Trump stuff there. Mm -hmm. Jack Smith has an embarrassing reputation with the Supreme Court. Congress has the power to defund these rogue agencies. I know, is it Jim Jordan or Matt Gates are talking about defunding him? Jim Jordan. You know what? I'm beginning to agree, though. I like Jim Jordan. I like Matt Gates, but it's like, and I don't know, maybe he's just getting ducks in a row. And because I know they do accomplish a lot, but it's like, well, let's just do it then. Right. Because they're not going away. I mean, every other day, I, all we need is something bad about Biden to come out again. And boom, they're going to file another indictment against Trump. Right. Or at right. least additional charges. They've got charges coming up all over the place. I mean, don't you think there's a uh -huh. definite uh -huh. tie there? Um, yes. Yes. Like, put me in the comments and comment it's yourself. Jeff Wadhams and Barbara Kirkmeyer had a baby. <laughs> That'd be Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. Well, we don't want to think that, guys. No, we can't get those images out of our heads now. Um, okay, something else you want to talk about. This was kind of funny. I don't know. I, I am not a giant soccer fan anyway. I have to admit, I find 
soccer boring. I, I'm more of the hockey kind of person, even NASCAR races where they have crashes, but they, John, put, read, all you're doing is reading the comments. Oh, they're so good, Julie. They're so well <laughs> done. Read up, read up. No, go ahead. Just okay. talk. You're talking. I'm reading. Okay. The, um, the women's soccer team, the U.S. women's soccer team lost in the whatever. Round right? of 16. Right. The earliest that they've lost in a while. And Ever. Ever. And that horribly obnoxious Megan Rapinoe. Um, now, this I can figure out. Went, went running in at age 38, theoretically to kick the penalty to win. The- no, no, no. Okay, no. right. Um, the, the way, uh, and I played some soccer when I was in, in high school, and I enjoyed playing it after the football season was over. But um, basically, it works in the World Cup. You have a you have the regular 80 minutes or so of, of uh, or 90 minutes of play. If you end up in a tie, then you have a extra period in which whoever scores wins. And then if you don't get that, then you did a kickoff. So uh. once the regulation ended, Megan Rapinoe um, came in and, st- you know, for that whole extra period, extra one, she stank. She had a lot of sidekicks that stank. And but they pulled her out, the- right? No, no, they didn't pull her oh. out. Um, so she, she was <laughs> she's famous. So she was there um, when they went to the kickoff. I don't think you can substitute on kickoffs. Oh. So she was there uh, as one of the their kickers, um, and she missed badly, uh, went over right to the goal and so forth, and and she went off grinning. Say, even I, if it's just me and the goalie, could probably get it close. I mean, it, it, you know what I mean? Well, I she I'm- said she can't remember the last time. She failed on a penalty kick, but, you know, three American players failed in a row. I mean, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, she lost. And Donald Trump said it was just <laughs> who tweeted. hates the woke team. And so they're woke because they, for the majority of them, won't um, sing or put their right. uh, thing. There's some that do, but but most of them don't. And, and they're always... She's gotten famous for being, you know, the trans athlete supporter and right. everything else. And she's you know, her and her lesbian girlfriend are celebrated in New York. I mean, you can't get away from them. Um, she was trash, though, because she was laughing after she missed the goal. Now, I'll say I can kind of see that. I can, in a way, I, I that she's just like laughing at like her own stupidity and the yeah, irony. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I and I, I, think, I don't care. Everybody doesn't really care. We just want to attack her. Exactly. And it, it was so easy. There was a thing where Trump attacked her. I think he's tweeted, nice kick, Megan. Yeah. And then the Babylon Bee posted a thing saying Trump indicted for mocking U.S. women's soccer team. <laughs> Charlie Kirk and Megan Kelly went after her for, uh, because she's been very fierce, Megan has been a very fierce advocate of trans athletes. And they note that she hasn't actually had to play any. So if we could please play, and I'm going a little bit out of order here, Thomas, I'm sorry. If we could please play the uh, Rapinoe ripping soundbite. Megan Rapino, she comes out and she says, it's not happening. Men aren't winning these competitions. Now, Megan, that gets to the root of something. We no longer have differences of opinion. We have different realities where Megan can't even acknowledge that the thing we're also seeing is a thing that we're seeing. Think of the gall of this person to have made millions of dollars off of us, the American people, out on that soccer field. She didn't have to compete against biological men. She did it all while she had a level playing field, playing against just girls. Now, Megan Rapino does not have a child. And so what does she want? She wants your daughter and my daughter to have to compete against a man out there after she's made her millions and she's safe. Well, no, because you know what? Not only is it unfair, it is unsafe. And you need to go no further than North Carolina to look at 
the young volleyball player, 17 years old, who came on my show, who was forced to play against a biological boy on the other team, who had to spike the ball in her face so severe she has permanent damage as a result of it. Megan Rapino can take a seat because she no longer has to take the risk. There you go. All right. Well, and that's true. You know, and then you see some of these other, you know, I mean, there are some courageous and they get trashed, right? Um, Martina Navratilova, people like that are saying it's not fair, right? right? And Megan Rapinoe was like, oh, no, it's totally fair. And I think good for calling her out saying, yeah, yeah you didn't have to compete against it. That's great. Well, you know, if you can go on the web and you can see, um, and most of the media is always, you know, out of New York and liberal. And so they're all saluting her and saying how great she is and how this doesn't tarnish her incredible reputation. But the conservative one, everybody's laughing, just enjoying it, shouting for out. It's called right, exactly. her, her misery. No, she's not miserable. She doesn't care. She's a multi-millionaire. And she'll go on. I mean, she'll probably be on The View. And then she'll oh, probably yeah. have a show on MSNBC. Sure. Um, and then you have Charlene using athletes to communize America. Soccer is Soros's new World Order Universal yeah. game. Yeah, yeah Soros doesn't strike me as a guy who was very athletic. So I could see where he might like, you know, soccer. Soccer is boring. I don't mean to say anything. Um, it is very boring. And then, um, oh, okay. And, and then the, the rap and horse keeps uh, keeping the divide and conquer issue front and center, making it just so chaos in the cultural revolution. Yeah, that's the Marxist playbook there. That's the Marxist playbook. So I, I know I agree with Sandra. I mean, I, I don't even really care. If, actually, I was, I was kind of, the only reason I was aware was because again, of the controversial stuff they were doing, like not singing the national anthem. Well, I think a lot uh, of people, uh, somebody else commented, say, I, I, uh, cheer on American sports, women's sports team in every sport, but soccer. And that's the one I want them to lose. And I have to admit, I'm, I'm in the same thing. I mean, when I heard them that they lost me, Yahoo. Yeah, I know. I, I did. I thought, well, they're good. Good for you. you. You know what I mean? Or good for you for losing. It's like, maybe, you know, you could go ahead and if you're so great, uh, you know, maybe win a game or two, or maybe, I don't know, call me crazy, if you just sort of focused on the game and on your training and not on, you know, becoming a, the world's most famous political, whatever, a woke advocate, maybe they would win more games, right? I don't know. They've done pretty well for, they won two World Cups in a row. They were the darlings to the of leftist media and New York media, so... Uh, but when they lost, it was just so wonderful. And Trump is great and always getting in the middle of everything. <laughs> Do it, Donald Trump. I mean, it is kind of funny watching all of the political and all and the Hill and all of these conservative things like gnash their teeth about. They have to keep talking about Trump. It's like they don't. But he's just so good. Again, like he says, nice shot. And that just cracked me up with the Babylon Bee. They probably will indict him, right? Yeah, right. Because right. they, they're going to they're going to rule that that somehow the Jack Smith guy is trying to say that Trump can't post stuff on social media because it's. Um, it's threatening or harassing or something like no, that. I finally heard a good suggestion. Um, and this is by Alan Dershowitz. He said that Jack Smith ought to be uh, indicted for violation of KKK Act for trying to deprive a person of the rights, which is Trump. And we need a Republican prosecutor who's going to do it. That's right. Wake up. Anybody, anybody, anybody out there. I don't care if you're a county you know, the yeah. county prosecutor, right? Yeah. And you're in a Republican thing. Go ahead and give it a shot, you know. The other thing I want to play, and I'll let Chuck can give put in context this, because it is just fun. So apparently it's not particularly, it's not as bad as it seems, uh, but it is still pretty bad. I don't know if you guys, so Mitch McConnell um, has recovered from his fall and his frozen moment and was giving a speech in Kentucky at the Fresh Farms uh -huh. thing. And I, I mean, for like five minutes straight was was just Ooh, like mood and heckled. Mitch. Oh yeah. If we could please play the Mitch heckled soundbite, Thomas. <laughs> 
and that apparently went on for five minutes, right? Five minutes. Now, so you can put it because I was saying this, and you said, "Well, so why don't you put it in context?" It's still fun to watch. Keep that in mind. I mean, it's still fun to watch. Is going on for about a quarter of a century, and it, it marks the beginning of the political season in, in Kentucky. Kentucky, because they have a Kentucky governor's race in November, um, election in November, race before that. Um, and so both sides go to fresh farms and heckle the other side. But this time he seems to have gotten particularly, <laughs> both sides were heckling him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think we would feel this, this urge to just kind of, you know, flip everybody off and turn around and leave. That's got to be, what do you do? Again, I'm not even sure if you can. That was fun. Then he, you know, Maybe hugged he his, hear the his, people. his wife, Elaine Chow. Oh, yeah. She had a, this frozen smile on her face, you know. <laughs> well, because she could hear. He probably made, couldn't even yeah, hear. He's right, like, honey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just go count our money from China. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and that would make them feel better. Um, So that is, in fairness, so apparently the heckling is kind of a yeah, but that was there. better than most. I mean, that, that was, was that was that was super heckling. Right, that'd be awkward. I don't know what I would do if I would probably start crying or something like that, which would be the absolute worst thing to uh, do. Yeah. I think I guess all you can do is just keep plowing on and yeah. then wait for and the so- guy who did it well was uh, Chris. Go ahead and boo all you want. <laughs> Go ahead and heckle me. Was <laughs> that Chris Christie? Mm-hmm. Did you see? And you guys, this was not a joke in the Babylon Bee. So Chris Christie, God knows why, because because Ukraine is having issues, I think, in the war. Issues. Um, went to visit Zelensky, who took time out of fighting the war to go ahead and meet with Chris Christie and apparently gave him like the handwritten notes or a copy of the notes. Remember Bono wrote uh-huh. or Bono, however you say his name, wrote um like a song for him, a happy birthday song. And he gave that to Chris Christie. I mean, if you're Chris Christie, you'd be like. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's kind of weird. But if you're Zelensky, you're like, Chris, who? And what are you? What are you? So hey, anyway, that's going to wrap it up for us. Thank you to Thomas at BBS. You guys do a great job as always. Thank you, everybody on Zoom. All the shows at ChuckandJulie.com. And on Wednesday, um, I don't know, when do you think you're going to be ready to reveal? Plan B. I'm not going to reveal all We're not going to. All right. We reveal things here, reveal nowhere else, but we know that, that uh, Media Watch is watching all the time. So, right. uh, you know, the, the biggest back of our show is they carry most of our, <laughs> most of our stuff. But we'll have to we'll, uh... keep you guys informed. And also, though, Ash will be here to kind of outline some of the financial shenanigans yes. as well. In the meantime, everyone, have a great day. We'll see Bye, you everybody. On, see Take you care. Wednesday.